0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, bots and cons to Tech Talk, the officially unofficial Transformers TCG podcast. I'm joined, as always, by Scott of VectorSigma.info. How are you doing tonight, Scott?
1: Good. Just building decks as we talk.
0: Yep. Uh, That was part of the delay as we're going over some stuff, and it's... uh, I don't know about you, Scott, but it's... I There's something about when the set first comes out, or a set first comes out, that to me, at least, I don't want to say it's overwhelming, but it's just like... There's so many options that I end up jumping between a whole lot of ideas and then never really getting anywhere. When it starts to consolidate and things start to actually form and say, okay, well, we have these pillars, that's when I have more enjoyment in the deck building process because it's okay, I'm not literally trying everything.
1: Uh, I don't think we've reached that point yet. So, right. I guess for I this is actually the worst time for me personally where like I think there's certain things that are good and but they're only good like the, the meta isn't defined. It's just that I think these decks are good and uh. if other people also think they're good then like it warps what I feel like I can play. But if like the meta still open like I assume it is and I'm it's just being tainted by results that i've personally had or other people have, that i'm close with have personally had with certain decks right like i feel like i'm creating a situation that's out there that probably isn't really out there so like this kind of in-between state like where it's not 100 percent defined yet and it's not brand new is like the worst stage for me
0: personally <laughs> oh, well i yeah from hearing what you're saying i could definitely see that mm-hmm. there, there's definitely a risk of of warping it and uh Having essentially inbred testing or inbred environments as a result, and then you show up to an event and go, Well, I, I guess maybe that's not quite accurate.
1: Yeah, it seems like I think because like this is going to be at a point where, and I'm not saying it's not just our area because we, we're lucky enough to usually have like multiple decent sized events every month. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are generally playing like you know pretty competitive decks at those events, It's it's more around the fact that. I think what you're gonna wind up seeing is like completely different decks do well each time at these events, right, and so like it's really difficult to to build towards anything because you you just don't know what you're gonna run into, and you know you don't like play skill is still a massive point of it, so it's just a whole weird
0: thing, I guess you could say, oh absolutely, and then you got people like me who are gonna show up with totally different things every week and not even try and refine the same build (laughs) so it's like you said it's tough to actually pin anything down yeah and the other thing is like
1: i like to tune decks and like when you only have like you don't want to show up to the same with the same thing over and over again but at the same time like i feel like making a five card or even like a two card change can can have a significant difference and you want to see what the effect of that is right but you just may not have the the time i guess or the desire to do that and like so that that causes
0: situations as well absolutely there, there's a lot of factors that definitely mess with especially like you said in our area we are fortunate enough to have potentially multiple events every single month if you're in an area where it's you know once a month or you know every you know six weeks or something like that you could even have even greater wild swings or you know even less of an idea going in as to what you're going to run into.
1: Yeah, or what you want to run. Like, I want to run this because I haven't run yet, or, like, you know, right, whatever the reason is. Um, and, and other than, you know, like, I don't play in anything that's, like, local on a weekly basis, so, like, I don't really even get my itch of playing certain things out of the way other than at tournaments. So, right. um, for me, it's all, it's all, like, you know, I don't know there's only so many opportunities even when you have multiple events a month
0: exactly yeah and that's kind of the boat i'm in where i have a lot of deck ideas that i want to try at least against other people just to get a feel for it or maybe it's just experiment with this and it'll explain certain other builds that i want to try but there's there's only so many hours in a day especially ones that you can devote to uh to leisure activities like this so yeah um I guess with our, our long introduction done. <laughs> uh, Sorry. No, no, they don't need to apologize. I'm sure there's somebody out there who loves to to hear the dissertation. So <laughs> to shout out to that one listener or uh, viewer who who loves that kind of stuff. Um on to the actual topic. So, real quick, we did get the official app update. So now you can actually save decks in the app. Uh I've toyed around with it a little bit. I wish there was a little more functionality on two fronts. One that you could multi-select, and I guess that there were also a few other filters. Uh, and also, if there was a slightly better way to export the list, I know I saw a couple people on Facebook trying to just screenshot each, you know, like scroll down a little bit, screenshot it, scroll down and screenshot. It just feels a little that clunky. I'm sure it'll come. Awesome. In... That looked awful to me. Yeah, I mean, I've I've seen that with other games, um, and. It's just, it is what it is. Like that's your option if you're going to go that route. Uh, So, based on your response, I'm guessing you're not too excited to be building decks in there.
1: No, I I mean, I I use it basically like my, like you know, whatever you want to call it, like website where I get to see all the cards. Like
0: so, yeah, that's how um, I'm using it.
1: Yeah, because like you're like there are definitely certain the cost filters that don't exist. I would really like to see those. Would really help out my situation, for example. So. Like Without that, it's just not as an efficient tool for me personally. But I mean, like if I'm just looking at cards, it's efficient. Um, So that's what I basically use it for.
0: And unfortunately, right now, because, like you said, some of the lacking filters, it feels as though it's best for me to verify the text on something I already know I'm looking for. Because then it's like, okay, well, I'll filter by blue pips, and then I'll scroll down and go find it or whatever it happens to be. As opposed to... You know, I want to see every action card, which you can't do without just looking at the whole list right now.
1: Yeah, and and without like, um, like there's not even like a like I think you said this last time, like there's no like weapon filter or armor filter and things like that, and that that can be annoying. So exactly.
0: So I mean, it's definitely a step in the right direction. I'm sure it's going to get more improvements, and it it I don't know if they're coinciding all the updates with, uh like, wave releases. I mean, it makes sense, but I'm sure they'll they'll get more out there as we move on. Uh, aside from the app, one other official first-party thing that we I wanted to call attention to is there have been a number of articles over on Facebook from the designers talking about a variety of different cards in Wave 2. Uh, one of the more recent ones was Steamroll, which is one that's near and dear to my heart, even though I keep pulling it out of decks and I can't really find a home for it right now. <laughs> um, have you got a chance to go through all those, Scott? any comments or or anything that you noticed that jumped out at you in those?
1: Uh, There are certain writers I like better than other ones, but in general, like I think that we, like I thought actually the steamroll one, we kind of, we as a writer's team, whatever you want to call it. I I thought we actually hit most of those points on our own, which I thought was good, which I mean, like meant that we mirrored what the, what the point of the deck was. Right. um, Where like, they saw a need for it because of the the wide teams to have effects like that, built into the set to combat some of that, um, which I thought was good. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the other one, there was another one that I read that was, um, what was the one yesterday? Uh, Steamroll was today, I think, I'm trying to remember what the one yesterday was.
2: Yeah. There was there's a couple on like,
1: oh, like, there was one on like Energized Field, which I was kind of like, eh. I don't think that's why I actually use that card, <laughs> um, <laughs> like the punishing attack thing. I was like, ah, that's not really why I use that card. But okay, right, right. Um, so yeah, but they're, they've been good in general.
0: Yeah, it's definitely good to get the insights, even if it's some of them are shorter than others. And it, but it is important to hear or get to peek behind the curtain to some extent to what the designers are looking for, how they're going about things. And like you said, it was it was kind of cool that we were able to, I guess. A line on the same track at least as far as steamroll goes and uh we'll see if we can if as future ones come out if we end up on the same page going forward yeah so those are the the two i guess not really major but only real news items since w- as we started out with it we're really in the thick of things trying to pull every last ounce of information and data out of the new set and how we're going to do build. Scott, what in God's name are you doing over there? <laughs> Mo- moving boxes. Uh, it's I don't even know what it sounded like. It, sounded, it sounds like metal scraping on metal, which I guess is appropriate given the topics. <laughs> no, it's just boxes. It's cards. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's all right. Um, so one of the things that we had discussed offline, Scott, you brought up that you wanted to talk about was what we're going to call combat tribes, which are, you know, they're not cars, they're not Dinobots, they're not planes, those sort of things. These are actually the cards that care about whether you're melee ranged or specialist. So I guess they're classifications, uh, or as opposed to like, I don't know what the, the super types are called in magic anymore, but instead of class, so like instead of being, instead of being a priest, you're a specialist,
1: yeah, I, I called them combat drives. Right? I, I thought it was the closest thing I could come up with. So, mm. I still believe that's the closest thing I can come up with. So,
0: so there there are a number of things from Wave One into Wave Two, but a lot of the, at least the ones that got me really excited, were more in the Wave Two end of things for the most part. So, since you had wanted to bring this up, Scott, let me turn it over to you. What, why did you want to bring this one up? What did, what did you want to highlight for everybody? I
1: guess the point is that I think we've we at least doubled the amount of cards that depend on which of these uh, combat uh, tribes, we'll call them, are, you're in. Uh, and I, I wouldn't necessarily say like in isolation, the cards that came out now are more powerful, but what they have done from wave one to wave two is certainly, in my opinion, change the ranking of them, of, of what they are. Um, and I also think that, some some of the ones, especially in Wave 2, are, are singularly powerful where you want to slant your deck to play those characters uh, that have that trait. Sometimes uh, that trait can make up for a deficiency that another character may have in stats or raw combat ability compared to another one because it has this trait. So yeah. in, wave one, in Wave 1, I would say melee probably dominated um with body armor and then uh, and power sword, even though I, I didn't play power sword in many decks. many people did right. Um, so so I feel like in in that, uh, during the wave one meta game, that's where you really saw a lot of uh, essentially combat dominance and 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 the best combat tribe for that was melee because they had the the highest bold and highest tough that you could get. Um, I mean, I played a lot of body armor, obviously it was like one of the most important cards in, uh, mostly Optimus builds. Um, so I would say during wave one, melee it was by far the most important, there were some specialist decks that would pop up, but to be honest with you, like, unless you were going for some kind of weird combo deck, um, like I still feel like multi-tool is trash. Um pretty much unplayable uh i like i would play multi-mission gear occasionally um in other decks but you really had to you had to be in a situation where you wanted to play multiple actions in a turn you basically wanted to give up your upgrade for the turn to play a second
0: action and there weren't that many decks that necessarily needed to do that it was mostly shockwave Uh, stuff i think yeah i mean
1: like yeah i mean it could show up occasionally in like See, the problem was it was an orange card and now we have multiple orange battle actions, so the card's actually better now. Right. Because you didn't necessarily want like like you didn't want to play it like and then leap because those those cards just didn't show up in the same deck very often. One of them was going to be the the odd man out. So unless you basically wanted to play some kind of card draw action into a multi mission gear, into a supercharge or something like that. That would be a situation, but that's a lot of strain in your hand for one turn where basically all you got out of it was supercharging. Like essentially. <laughs> exactly, like, yeah.
0: The plus one so, armor is not the reason you signed on for this.
1: Right. So you weren't you weren't able to get like the Christmas land turns you actually wanted out of it because the card draw wasn't as efficient. Um if you were playing an orange based deck like the best thing you were going to be doing was like I don't know, like Incoming transmission. you didn't already have the multi mission gear in your hand, like you could treasure hunt into it. But then again, like it's not an ideal situation. You're just basically getting the the better action second, um, yeah. because you you needed to get the multi mission gear to begin with. So it just wasn't a very like. And it you could have more... just
0: played the action anyway. That's a, you know, right. unless you had the scenario like you said, you incoming transmission into action plus gear to play gear into whatever the other action is, and it just isn't all that efficient. That's why, like I was saying, I haven't, or at least I wasn't really playing with it outside of Shockwave builds, just to get the, oh, i well, system reboot, oh, look, my next four cards had a reboot and a gear, gear reboot again sort of thing.
1: Right, right. And I can see, and you know, I can see where it would have value there. I could see where it had value in, <sighs> like, I, could, I could have seen playing it in, like cars list I could have seen playing it in um, basically anything with Wheeljack and then and then like I could see playing it as like one of in certain Dino Bot lists right. because you know but all these situations forced you to have multiple cards in hand which was just more difficult during wave one uh-huh. and then finally ranged I think ranged only had armed hovercraft oh it had um, what's it called the armor that made you discard
0: yeah rapid ascent uh uh-huh. Yeah, it really was lacking for options for the most part, and I mean, I personally like Armed Hovercraft, but let's face it, the majority of the time, whenever you played it, unless it immediately killed something, you were just enabling their Energon Axes.
1: I mean, I like I mean, I mean, like Armed Hovercraft a lot. I wish I could, could have found more homes for it, I just couldn't, because it was blue. It mm-hmm. only gave you plus one attack. It, technically, it's like, you know, two attacks, sort of, in the first turn, it's better than that, but like... Right it the problem was rapid ascent had no home right. uh, I think was was the big problem because and again, I think that changes now um, because I think that you didn't have multiple discard outlets, and now you do so you can you spoil or you can do you can make them discard multiple cards in a turn. That's what makes it more powerful now right uh, for the for the later discussion. but so during wave one, I would say. It was melee far and above um, certain niche situations where you wanted to play uh, the specialist cards and then range just didn't see a lot of play. I mean, the other thing is, as we've talked about numerous times, um, your tanks and your planes were ranged and they didn't see a whole lot of play. So,
0: Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> they. it was a, an unfortunate combination. I guess if... Let me ask you this, and this is the, as kind of a silly hypothetical, but would having access to marksmanship marksmanship have made any difference, or do you think it just primes would have done it anyway? Because, hey, look, Optimus has ranged. It wouldn't have helped as yeah. much, I don't think. Not at all. Um,
1: I don't think so. Um, I think there's more... I think you can play some of those those tribes now but the the good slash weird bad thing i I don't know how you want to say it but like a lot of the cards now that i consider playable out of the out of wave two and we'll get into this are the same colors that they were in wave one so you're slanting your deck even more towards that color by playing additional combat tribe cards in your deck
0: oh i see so
1: i got you so it like it makes body armor worse that there's more melee cards out because a lot of them are orange, and you like it was it was probably it was pretty much like one of like if you were playing three of it, like three of five oranges you wanted to play in your deck anyway, max to get its its full use out of it, and right. now it would be even worse if you wanted to play additional melee cards because a lot of them are orange also. Yeah, the if that uh, makes sense.
0: The Pip concentration, I guess, given a a different slant to to certain combat pip colors, definitely has become an issue. Where I'm building stuff, and then all of a sudden, oh look, I'm I'm running close to twenty of not the primary function, and it just skews the math enough in virtually every game that it throws off whatever the build happens to be. It doesn't sound like oh well, every other card is a blue pip, so you should be fine. No, it. The fact that you're only blocking one or maybe zero because you went white pip, white pip, orange, white pip, is a problem.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you'll you see this a lot with the um with the green cards as well. Add to that. Oh yeah, that absolutely problem. I guess you could say.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it, it's veering a little bit off of the the topic at hand, but it stems from like you said, if you're if you want to play body armor or some of these ones that. Because in Wave 1 they were off-color in order to try and, I guess, balance them out and obviously going forward, now you're at even more of a disadvantage as a result. Yeah, you're willing to do it now more
1: for a green card because of the—I don't want to pretty much guarantee that you're going to get it throughout the game mm. as opposed to— the. I think in wave one, it was a power level thing. So, body yes. armor's power level had to be balanced out by its orange pip. Bot power sword's power you know, power level had to be uh, uh, balanced out by having a blue pip. Right. Um, and the abilities alone don't want those colors. So um, Absolutely, yeah. I'm not trying to play inverted in all my body armor and power sword decks.
0: So. <laughs> yeah. that uh, I mean, we talked about that a bit <laughs> offline, but that seems to be rising in popularity i'm uh i don't know that's another one that it's tough for me to oh yeah inverted exists and then i look at a deck list and i'm like can inverted work here and i'm like <laughs> i don't know my head hurts thinking about this whatever i'm just not gonna play this card and go with something else yeah so, so
1: oh god wait wave
0: two yeah so in as for the wave two stuff i mean there's like you said there's a lot of options that are brought to the table i mean Obviously, some better than others. I'm looking at cooling vents right now, which, I mean, I, sure, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, pretty I mean, it, it fits the theme. So, <laughs> uh, But beyond that, yeah. marksmanship, and that's why I called it out earlier, because personally, I find marksmanship, and you were saying this earlier, that I guess in Wave 1, it boiled down to, okay, these cards, these characters are powerful enough I'll fill it out with the remainder of things that they happen to have access to. So, oh, I have a ranged guy. Well, maybe I can fit an armed hovercrafter. I'm blue and I have a bunch of melee guys. Okay, body armor. Or, you know, body armor was strong enough to drive you to want to be melee and blue. Marksmanship and also field communicator, which I'm assuming are the two that you want to focus on, They, I'm going setting out saying, I want a ranged build with enough ranged characters I can guarantee that I can marksmanship. Or enough specialists that I can take advantage of field communicator. Those are the two big ones, yeah, for sure. Um,
1: and and they give play to the other ones that existed in wave one that didn't see as much play, having a use as well.
0: Is there one like you have there. in mind there?
1: Well, I, I think multi-mission. I think field communicator with multi-mission gear just gives you more options to like. It, it turns the specialists into completely. I get to play more things in a turn based on my upgrade slot. Um, I think it gives more play to allowing you to play multi-mission gear in specialist decks, which I think were, we're in more niche before because you're going to play playing field communicator. You're going to be putting in multiple specialists. So you pretty much, you know, if you are an orange-based deck, which you can be, you, you get access to, to multi-mission gear as well. Um, and I would probably run some token number of them. I think that, I think it just it's like it brings that card along for the ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and then marksmanship certainly brings armed hovercraft along for the ride because they're both uh, they're both blue pips. They're both I know armed hovercraft. I wouldn't consider it, quote direct damage, but it's 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 indirect damage to their to their team, right? Um,
0: and the fact blue. that it's damage and it bypass. Bi- I mean. <laughs> like you always say, it, it's just the fact that it's straight up damage. You don't have to worry you don't care what they're doing or who it is. You're just getting in there. Yeah. And it's the critical and, mass at this stage that now you're running six damage across three cards plus another three to their entire team across the other three cards, plus potentially Plasmaverse or one shell stands, or you don't even have to because now you have them filled with cards that have a combat pip as well. Correct. Like I said, to start out, I'm building a lot of things with the outset or just being more mindful of, okay, I really actually care about there being ranged ones. Now, to circle it back to melee ones, have you given a whole lot of thought to Energon Slingshot after this, the uh, significantly worse (laughs) armed hovercraft?
1: It is significantly worse than the hovercraft. Yes. I don't really understand what it has going for it other than mm-hmm. I don't know, I need like weapons seven through nine in a melee deck. Like and I'm I, mm-hmm. I again in a in a blue melee deck. Like I'm not I can't all the blue melee decks I want to play seem to have named characters in them, mostly named Optimus. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, and so, that changes the uh, math significantly.
1: Yeah, or they have like like if you look at the Sentinel deck, they have Iron Hide now that's playable. Um in an aggro deck, like I just don't understand what the home is for for slingshot. I don't think it's a terrible card. It's clearly terrible standing up against arm craft. Well, yes, <laughs> um, it, it's... it's clearly terrible standing up against a lot of cards. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know, it's I guess as blue like as blue weapons go, I'm not really sure what a, like it, it's clearly worse than energy Um It's assuming you have a way to you know use energy energized axe which is usually one shall stand for me right. um in terms of other blue weapons um
0: that's the problem <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah so you are so if you're decepticon build you get access to scoundrels oh, yeah. or it, right. you obviously, get both of those you get both yeah, of those we depending right. on which side you're on but beyond that it, so we we're assuming you're a blue build, because otherwise you're probably not reaching for this weapon at all. Correct. And if you're a blue build, you're not playing backup beam, which is probably one of the other ones that's coming to people's minds immediately. Right. And then after that, the the list gets really short because you don't have armed hovercraft, or presumably if you're enough melee focused, you're not looking in that direction. Uh, we'll get into it when we jump to the next topic, but I was in one of my builds running these with Predacons specifically just to answer scrapnel or help address it because it shaves an attack off. No, that that's fair. But it's not. I mean, I'll be honest. It it's fine, but <laughs> I I don't remember if it was you or somebody else said it offline that it's like that's a terrible phrase in card games where it's like it's fine, but you're not going to feel great about it, and that usually tells you the card's not quite strong enough.
1: Yeah, I mean, Armour of Crap is, is powerful because against the Combiner deck, you're doing five damage. Yeah. In the long run. Especially in, like, blue blue Combiner moves, you're definitely doing five damage. Right. This is one damage. At all times, it's one damage.
0: Yeah, it's almost strictly... It, it has the, the flavor text, I'm here for Scrapnel, unless there's something else that I'm missing. Um now that that is a valid like I said it it's useful because and again within the context of blue predacons which we'll explain in a little while it's you're just big dudes running in there you know like th- there isn't a whole lot of nuance to it so you need the extra out of combat ways to deal with things or maybe you know you just happen to pierce a guy get him to one health and then okay we'll poke him and get rid of him but beyond that, I'm a slingshot is not something that I'm. It's not marksmanship. I'm not sitting down and going. I'm building a blue melee deck so I can play Etern John slingshot. And everybody yeah. out there, those are our co-hosts. <laughs> yeah, my
1: wife's out of town, so they're they're more uh, they're more ramped up tonight than usual. <laughs> um, I'm trying to put them on the deck, uh, but I think they want to go out, so. If I lose you for a second, it'll be my typical thing. No, that's but right. uh, yeah. Well,
2: so I—I I
1: mean, you're right. If if a deck needs a weapon seventh or not, like I would definitely blasters over this either side, and I would mm-hmm. definitely run energon axe over this. So this is what we're left with. I, I understand why they made the card I, again. Like, if it was orange, it would be too powerful.
0: I agree they the. I think the biggest issue is that. Oh God, we're gonna have to give him a break. <laughs> Brody. Come on, Brody, man. We're recording. You gotta, you gotta cut his break.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, so it, it could be other things if we're in a different neighborhood. It would be like a fire engine or something in the background, <laughs> or you know, it would be whatever. Yeah. No, it's just he wants to go out. That's all. Well, that's allowed. It's allowed. The furry co-hosts it's need to, need to get their time too. I think they got ups- <laughs> They're upset the most because they haven't gotten their fifteen minutes of fame in the last few episodes.
1: I think they're very upset over Enter- Enter- Slingshot.
0: <laughs> Enter- yeah, Enterton <laughs> slingshot is a serious problem. No one's ever allowed to play this card, or are they? That excited about it, and they're telling us we're dumb for not playing it.
2: Maybe. <laughs>
1: they're they they in melee, right? Yes now.
0: that that is true. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> um. So I, I mean.
1: I don't know how they could have made card better. You you, you can't have it do two, obviously.
0: Well I guess the question is is if this was literally a melee armed hovercraft, would that have been too much? It probably would have. I mean, it would have seemed probably. Well, for sure.
1: I mean I I even think if it did one damage to like two targets, it would have been fine. Like it would have been better and probably I probably see more play. I would assume. Well, like, like to two different targets or something like that. Right. That might have, I just don't. I don't know what you could do here, and I just don't know that it's playable as it is. Like you would. You would. If, if more cards, ca- if more cards had the barrage ability, like you know you're attacking a damaged target, I think it would see more play. But I just feel like you're always going to have a better way of putting damage on a character than playing this card, and. Honestly, this is
0: the best card I think that Melee got in the set. Yeah. Well, aside from that, I'm waiting for the it to rotate. But let me check my list real quick. See, I don't even. I couldn't even tell oh. you. Oh, I tackle! I didn't even put that on here, so I apologize. Oh, cool. All our, our are yeah. okay. So, so here's the the thing for tackle because that's something I'm glad you brought that up the scenarios that i thought of and i think we said this on one of our review shows when it was first revealed it was one of the last cards we we revealed i know that I know yeah exactly where i was standing we, i was standing where we were talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, <laughs> of all the cards that's the one yeah. you remember
1: <laughs> yeah because i know where i was walking to at the
0: time so. okay so there are two things and again this also ties to predacons so i'll, I'll tell you in a second um well really it's more for constructicons but we'll We'll pretend it's for Predacons. So it's all the same general idea that say you're playing something into Bugs or into other aggressive deck. Is the a reasonable scenario to say, I'm going to take one of my guys, tackle one of your reasonable attackers, say a Barrage or a Kickback or something, and is that giving you enough value? I think that it could, but my biggest issue with it is that Aside from okay, you're just tapping the two guys. You're not actually dealing with it. But also, how are you're just not going to do it consistently enough? Okay, great. You drew your tackle this game. Next game, you're not going to because it's only a three of you. Don't have you need some other redundancy in the effect to deal with that kickback or that barrage or whatever it is to take it out of the picture. I think there's a better way, like. First
1: of all, again, it's a problem that it's an orange card because, to me, this is a, this is exactly the type of card that a blue deck would want to have because yeah. it can't kill guys efficiently. So, um, I think it would be more efficient as blue and see more play as blue. Um, I agree. But because it's orange, like if we assume it's going to see play, I mean, again, it could be the off color card. I get that, but like if you assume that it's it's in an orange deck, like, is it just going to be more more efficient to kill the guy? Like, like the situation that you want to be in is like, again, let's assume this is a, a normal three character list, which I think you probably have to run this four character list, to be honest with you. Like, can you get enough damage from the other characters to one shot the guy that you're tackling? And the answer is probably no. So then like,
0: because the guy you're tapping probably is
1: your big guy.
0: Or is just somebody that could have been doing damage.
1: Like it could just be anything. But like right. on the flip side, if so like you, you lose an attacker, they lose an attacker, like you lose your action. It's it's similar to like a lot of attack, like in that situation. Yeah. Um, I just think that like you could play Razor Claw, you could play
2: mm.
1: you know, super rare bumblebee, like to do the same exact thing. Of what you wind up doing in an aggressive deck, which is basically making their guy that you want to kill, if he has enough stars, if there's a guy with a low enough stars that you want to kill, which is extremely difficult to do unless you're giving up a serious attacker, um, you're just exposing them, and there's probably better ways to do that.
0: So the to bring it back to where I was going with it. I, I wanted to make it a predicon thing, but let's just face it. Where I'm going with this is actually for the Constructicons. So, specifically, you could use Scrapper to tackle Kickback and then pile on Kickback, hypothetically. Sure. It's not... I mean, <laughs> again, it's still... It falls into exactly the same trap that you were just describing, where it's... Is that good enough? I mean, for the Constructicons, you're still probably investing, like, four guys to... A, to kill him. The only card I could think
1: of that it was this was going to be good enough in was the Sentinel Optimus. Because once he's in play, he's the worst guy you have in play. And he's oh. 11 stars. I just still can't even think of what 11 star and below other guys I even care about enough to waste my attack on them when I could just be attacking an orange deck for at least 6. Right.
0: No, I so absolutely like, agree
1: with you. But I can't even think of who you'd want to even tap in that situation i like, guess
0: barrage but then they're just not going to transform him and you'd probably have to spend your next two attacks punching him i guess it's like wheeljack. i don't know like like you can could,
1: you could just tap guys that are just going to do more damage but then that's all you're really doing like i'd rather play inferno breath over this card almost every time to be honest with you doing the yeah. same negative i know you don't tap your opponent's guy but <laughs> Three damage to him can be more important than just tapping him. So. Well, yeah, it,
0: it could just kill him, <laughs> which yeah. is which is better than tapping him. Um, yeah. I I honestly totally forgot about tackle, which I guess kind of sums up the discussion rather <laughs> <Right>. succinctly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I totally forgot that it actually requires a melee guy too. Like for some reason. No, I don't there's know.
1: There's no utility melee guys, which is part of the problem. Your mm. utility yeah. characters are your specialists, which I think is what
0: makes them powerful if yeah i guess they and again because it's orange it's like i don't know there there are too many things going wrong with it but um yeah. yeah aside from those we we briefly touched on cooling vents uh obviously there's not a whole lot going on there um intelligence mission i guess um
1: it's 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 not bad if you're playing a if you're playing a four character deck with mm. or even a five character deck um, and you can af- and you feel like you need card draw out of an orange deck because it's white. Like, um, like Predacons have Dive Bomb. Um, you can obviously make you know non-combiner five-color teams. Um, this would have been really good to Constructicons if they had a specialist, but they don't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, like I don't think Aerial about feeds this, even though it has two specialists. Uh, so uh, you know I wouldn't run it there. Um, and Skunacons, I guess, can run this because I well, they don't need the card draw. They have other ways to draw cards. So they don't need it. That's
0: the problem. Yeah. It, well, they, they need a lot of things, but card draw is not one yeah. of them. <laughs> um, yeah. We'll, we'll leave it at that. Yeah, I'm not... I actually was... I mean, I wasn't super enthused to to run Intelligence Mission when it was revealed, but it, it was like, oh, this is a really cool effect. Let me see what specialists we get and it has potential, but there aren't many that I want to run out there and to stand in front. For the most part, like you said, the teams that I would want to do it with either don't have a specialist, or the specialist isn't the right guy for that job.
1: Ariel wants to have a specialist that are the right guy for the job. I just would I would rather run Inferno Breath, and I don't think you can run too many of those types of effects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would, probably, I would probably play it in probably probably as like a one of in Predacons probably
0: that would manually situation yeah i'm not you know chomping at the bit to slide this into any particular build at least right That's now fair. um were there any other ones that stood out to you either from wave two or ones from wave two that enhanced wave one cards that now you're revisiting the particular combat tribe
1: it's it's, it's basically just the um where the the new powerful ones drag along the playability of the other ones. So obviously, arm Powercraft and marksmanship go together, as we talked about earlier, right? Um, and are really good in blue decks, especially Aerobots. Um, and then field communicator is just so good that it allows in in a combat heavy deck. I think it allows you to drag multi mission gear along for the ride. To want to play that as well, but
0: I still think multi tool is awful. Um so I wouldn't drag yeah. that one along. I still feel but, uh... I mean for multi-mission gear, I don't know. I I feel like it it still fits that wombo combo purpose. Like I get what you're saying, that it's okay, I'm a specialist deck, I'm gonna play all the things in one turn. But because it it's requiring the assets to be in hand, or you know, you chain multiple things together. I don't know if it can fit into that role of oh well, I'm playing field communicators, so I'll just slam it in there too. See, I think what it allows is so again it's
1: it's a non ideal situation where you don't when you don't have the upgrade you actually would want to play. I think it just gives you like additional outs like if you if you get action glutted and that can happen, and like you're, like I said, your your extra action is a supercharge or a le- reckless charge. Assuming you're playing both, or just, or it's really just about reckless charge. But it, let's just assume you're playing both uh, for a minute. Mm. Like if you if you trend or hunt, which you would normally want to do anyway, you don't hit one of your like grenade launchers or like actual erratic lightning, like you know the actual upgrade you want, but you do hit multi mission gear. And then you have either a supercharge or a reckless charge in hand. Your combat step is not as awful awesome as it obviously would have been without hitting the weapon you wanted at all. Right. So I think what it allows you to do is basically, and I don't think you need to play out full place out of them again outside of like these combo type situations. Of course. Yeah. Um, but I think what it allows you to got to get yourself out of a situation where you're action guarded, because the actions are just better. Right. Um, specifically, reckless charge and like right, the Reckless Charge is pretty much brought Supercharge along for the ride. Yeah. So if you're playing both of those in your deck and you have access to a specialist that you were playing anyway because the Field Communicator, I think you can probably slot in a multi-mission here or two to get you out of bad situations where you're not making terrible attacks because you have no way of pumping your guy with any relevant combat weapon, I guess, would be the situation.
0: I think that's... I mean, I hear what you're saying. I just don't know... It's one of those where, for me, I have to see a list to kind of visualize. Okay, well, these are the this is the slot that it's taking up, whereas I could instead play X. When when we're, I guess, debating about it, and it's much more open. I definitely hear what you're saying. I just can't envision. Okay, well, it, it yes, you could treasure hunt into it, but if I. Outside of that, it, it feels like a stretch, you know what I mean? Like, it could, it could could be any other upgrade.
1: Of course. I mean, but I think there are situations mathematically where it's going to be better to play this than Bashing Shield. If you can get, if the plus four matters more than the armor they have.
0: That can make right, right. Yeah, I'm not no. trying to say that it's impossible or that there's no scenarios. It's just, it's tough for my brain to, <laughs> to grok exactly where we're looking at it. Um, yeah, I think it's an interesting mm-hmm. play
1: in orange based decks that also want to run specialists because the communicator is white and you can know, go any deck and is really powerful. So
0: <laughs> Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because it it uh, it's been showing up in a whole lot of things and with good reason. Um I didn't really have anything else to to add on these. Um I'm a little upset at myself that I missed tackle because I really thought <laughs> I got all of them on here, but <laughs> I guess there's gonna be one. Um I already said my piece about the slingshot. That's the, I guess, the only standout that I had. That I think you and I are on the same page for a lot of them, or I think most people are on the same page for it, uh, across a number of these.
1: So I think the key is that for wave one, it, my ranking went melee way above the other two with specialist and uh, range being third, mostly just because of the characters that were involved. You had to play. Arm hovercraft, and now it's completely flipped, where I feel ranged is by far the best. Um, and specials are pretty close, because that's just how good field computer is.
0: Well, do you feel um, that, not to cut you off, but do you feel that yeah. body armor, because I still feel body armor is pr- pretty powerful, but do you think that it's just, there is, the deck hasn't been found, or there is no body armor deck? There is no body armor deck. Strictly because of bashing shield? Yes. Yeah.
1: So uh, a blue based deck that will want to play body armor is losing even more value than it was when you flip it because now you the shelf life of your armor is way less. Right. And so now you have a combat pip in your deck that will hurt you on defense. And so the playability of it is, is to me is just almost out the window. Right. Personally, um, I, I, I like it like sparring gear is an orange. I hate running as it is. but Like, I think it's a necessary evil because it's just so accessible. Of course. Um, I wouldn't, I don't I try not to run it as more than like a one of, but like, um, I would not, you can't run body armor as a one of. Yeah. Uh, you're either all in or all out. And at this point I'd rather just be, I'd rather take the slight hit on the amount of tough if I'm going to continue to run orange and run sparring gear, or I'm going to try to find a way to cheat um, superior plating into play. Um, That's a good point. If I need that much defense, I'm just going to either go up or I'm going to go down. Like, I just don't think that uh, you need to be right there anymore. And then we talked about this with just how powerful bashing shield just is. I just think you can't rely on that body armor anymore. And I still don't have a home for power swords. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually not to digress into bashing shield too much, but I'm very curious going forward. I mean, obviously as meta cycle, you know, if everybody's playing bashing shield now, armor drops off. Maybe people say, well, there's not as much armor, shave some bashing shield, maybe armor comes back or at least, you know, you could they're they only have one bashing shield, so they can only bash one thing. But down the line future waves, I'm very curious as to what role armor is gonna play because obviously bashing shield is not going away anytime soon agreed so it'll...
1: i guess one thing we didn't mention I, I hinted at it i'm still trying to find a hound for rapid ascent because i feel like mm. with how good espionage is if you can if you can make your opponent discard two cards out of hand um i think you'd want to espionage first in the situation so you can uh make the decision more difficult for them but um it's very similar to the way the deck has Mirage and Espionage in one turn. So right. now you can have espionage and rapid it's not targeted, obviously, but um it, it just gives you like that it's a strain on the hand the other hand, especially when they're playing a Y deck. Um right. so I feel like that's a card that probably um could see more play if uh if rain if if there's like good ranged orange aggro Type decks like I haven't found a home for it yet because, um, most of my range decks involve aerial bosses are usually able to. so, right? Um, but I do think it's a card that,
0: uh, could see more play. That's a good point. It's given how disruptive the sentinel deck is already, I'm having difficulty imagining something that beats that on the disruption front, but that being said you do get access or you would be playing a totally different set of characters. So you can present a, a different set of threats and also yeah, and to be
2: honest. Oh God. Yeah, yeah. The bashing
1: shield plus one armor and decks I've noticed has made, I'm not going to say significant difference, but has made a difference in combat um, in certain situations that I've noticed. Oh, so definitely. So because of that, I've had more respect for like, I guess, um, Plus one armors that also do something else that aren't cooling vents. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, this is the next one I I, I, I want to see if playable.
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I'd, I could. I mean, I tried rapid ascent really hard for a while with shockwave. Maybe um, there's definitely some shockwave builds that I've personally been experimenting with after wave two. I haven't quite figured out what they look like yet, um, but as you said given the even just the infusion of ranged characters it gives you a lot more options so that maybe it'll slot into something that you wouldn't have expected before
1: yeah and i think i think well i think mostly in wave one there there were there were more characters in wave one both that had multiple modes on them there aren't as many now oh like melee on
0: one side ranged on the other you mean
1: yeah, like, I don't think there's any specialists on one side, not specialists on the other side if it's said at all.
0: Uh, you'd really be straining my brain to figure that out. I'd have to go look. Yeah. There's no way that I'm even going to take a stab at that. Um, I feel like there's one, but I could be completely wrong. Um, I think and I think
1: it's just Prow and Wheeljack still from wave one that, that can do it, so.
0: I'm sure somebody will let us know, whoever's out there watching mm-hmm. slash listening. Somebody will tell us um or we'll realize it as soon as we're done recording that's usually what happens um or i can just pull up the app you could uh but you can't multi-filter so well i get, you'd have to go through each character one by one and we can hear the transform transformation noise over and over again
1: no no i mean i want you hit specials i, I know the rest of the modes
0: okay um, so
1: one of the bumblebees is probably both of them because I I don't ever play those those bad bumblebees. So oh, from wave one,
0: I was going to say the new one yeah. is uh, range melee. Uh, let's see,
1: is the common bumblebee a specialist on both sides?
0: The uh the nine drop yeah. one is a specialist, but oh, he's on both sides. Chromie is a specialist on both sides. Oh, is Sludge a specialist? Yeah, he's a specialist on both
1: sides. Yeah. All the Swoops specialists on both sides, all the Flame Wars are, yeah, just Prowl and, yeah, just Prowl and Jack are the ones that have multiple, have only specialists on one side. Everyone else has specialists on both sides.
0: All right, we did it, folks. We're closing up shop. Thank you for listening. Thank <laughs> you for watching. No.
1: <laughs> uh, totally get there.
0: Yep. <laughs> so, I, uh, I guess we can kind of wrap up the Combat Tribes on that note, Is there any, any last second things before we move on, Scott?
1: No, I think, it, I think, I think the point is, um uh it's it's an important factor for the battle cards now. Uh, more important factor, I think, than it was in Wave 1, and I think that two extremely powerful uh, uh, marksmanship for range and field communicator for specialists will drag along the other cards, and
0: so just keep that in mind. Yep. Yeah, it's definitely, like you said, something to to be more conscious of as you're building things or preparing for things. You You actually have to care whether they have ranged or specialists now, as opposed to previously where it's okay, if they're melee, I'll see body armors. Right. So moving from there, we have... The last couple of weeks, we've talked about builds that either we played or we had planned on playing and were kind of, I don't want to say set in stone, but they had a little more substance to them because they were definitely... A thing. So we talked about the aerial bots. We talked about updates to old decks, those sort of things. This time around, we're talking about Predacons as they were the first combiner team that was previewed way back when. And I kind of want to play them. We have an event upcoming this weekend. We have a tournament coming up at Swarthmore on Saturday, and I'm pretty close to playing them. There are a couple other things in the mix. I have a few Dreadwing builds that I'm working on. I'm desperately trying to make. Constructicons work, but I can't quite figure it out yet. Um, so Predicons are up on the list, and I took it in a wildly different direction. But before we we get into my terrible ideas, Scott, what what made you want to bring up this particular combiner team? Uh,
1: because it's not—it's one that I don't have experience trying out. Um, Paper, they—they they seem. Weaker than other options to me hmm. um but they seem to me they seem to be the second most playable combiner team um and because I because I like a lot of their flip abilities
0: oh the parts you mean
1: yeah, um so I think that what I like what I liked about aerobots a lot is that like the the individual parts were were had different uses, and I would say that um same thing with the Sentinels and in this situation, I think that the Predacons also had that. It's just that, in my opinion, all five of them don't fall into that category. And that's where, like, I wanted to know from you that had experience playing with them,
2: mm-hmm.
1: where where you felt like they were on that scale of is the whole better than the sum of the parts? Is it just you know? Gotcha. Do, uh, are you trying to get to a mode? Like, are you trying to is it a controlling thing like the aerial or that you're just trying to win at the end, or is it more like sentinels you need to combine if you don't want to or is it somewhere in the middle does does having a ton of weapons even matter like you know just
0: well let let me tell you this i have never had more than or i take that back i think actually on camera against dan after the adventurers guild event i might have had four weapons uh but i don't think i've ever hit five i think the fact that you can hold two is probably good enough because if you're at 12 or 13 attack because of Energon Axe, Scoundrel Blaster, 2 Axes, whatever, is... <laughs> like, that's good enough. You don't need to go nuts and try and have 20 attack. Like, that's not going to happen anyway. Barring, I don't even know what scenario. You'd both live long enough and have all the cards to do that. Um, so, I guess to answer one of your later questions, I was trying to build for the combiner, mostly for funsies. And then it turned out to be halfway decent. I honestly expected this to be the worst combiner, both team and combined form. But, okay. but then it turned out that Menasor has just been performing awful. So he's taken sole possession of last place for me personally. Um, now, I started out initially with a blue build, which I know a lot of people, and you included, and I, it's not that I don't like the orange build, we'll get into the, that in a minute, but specifically, I started out with blue because I felt that they are, they are sturdier than they appear, so Headstrong, the brave guy, has three defense. If you assume you're flipping two blues, you're blocking five on turn one, which means that he's probably only taking two damage from an incoming Scrapnel attack, or even if it's Kickback, you're taking three and living. You know, assuming Kickback is on eight. Because I think that, obviously it could fluctuate, but I think eight is probably a reasonable assumption for how much damage output he has. Um, Sure. In which case, now they need to invest additional cards to address him. And if they don't, then he can either just sit around for the wheel turn, or if they decided... If they decided to flip and send in Scrapnel, which I don't believe is correct, but let's assume they did, you could theoretically heal up Headstrong off of Rampage just by sending in random dorks into flipped Scrapnel, because they'll get there eventually, and then heal your whole team for one. Outside scenario, but it is something that could happen. The big concern there is that because Headstrong only has 5 health, He's super vulnerable to one shell stand. So even that two damage on him initially means that one shell stand just eliminates him. And that's where I eventually started to drift into aerial bots because their brave guy has significantly more health. And not significantly less defense. Yeah, exactly. So you're not you're not having a humongous trade off there. Now that being said, um the remainder of the team and The reason why I'm referencing the game where I played Dan is he was playing three wide Optimus and Scoundrel. It it's just the it felt good because it lined up with Scoundrel's blaster into Autobots, just like if you played you know Noble's blaster into Decepticons, it would make it inflate the uh, the potential. I guess is the best way to put it. And then additionally, since I was going blue. I was utilizing, like I said earlier, Energon slingshots, Energon axes, because you could actually, you know, get value out of them pre and post combine, and then just hoping that you can chip everybody down. Hypothetically, you get bigger they are, you get uh, Pierce effect here, Pierce effect there, combine, and then hopefully one shot everything. It struggled against a number of different things, and then also performed admirably in other matchups. Like it. It's still in flux. There might be something there, but the biggest issue is that Energon Axe is clunky, like we discussed about Aerial Bots last time. For, two, for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> it's an important card, <laughs> but yeah, it, it is clunky, but it obviously, it's your best blue weapon. You're going to play it. Um, Scoundrel Blaster is fine, but it's still a primary laser. Um, and then what? what else are you playing?
1: <laughs> out, of, out of you're at a blue. That's the problem. There's your Energon slingshot. There's your there's your power sword. These things you're just not gonna play.
0: Yeah, I mean Energon slingshot, like we said earlier, is fine for this because it gives you a way to to deal with flipped scrapnel or at least you know just get through because since you're blue, you're not attacking for much.
1: It it's... I think it's I don't, I don't think it's decent here because of Razor Claw because you could just occasionally randomly not kill somebody with one damage and then kill. Them. Like it could happen. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely something that comes up. Unfortunately, and part of what drew me to this initially, like early on before we, I mean, we knew bashing shield was going to be good. And I think I've, I've, said this on other shows or you have, or whoever. Like, I, I don't think any of us said bashing shield is not going to see play, but it still was shocking how, oppressive it feels like you said body armor is borderline unplayable and that's what initially drew me to this because body armor you could play it pre-combine you can play it post-combine but it doesn't matter because they're just going to bash and shield it and you're going to die
1: right so the fact that this whole team except for die bomb is melee brings us back to the original to the other conversation which which exactly so bad it's not as good right
0: exactly yeah it's it's unfortunate but it is the way it is and since there's no decepticon like there's no matrix for decepticon so being a leader on razor claw is irrelevant um you do get access to field communicators on dive bomb but if you're like rapid ascent can't be run here to bring up another card that you were talking about because there are no range so you're just flipping dive Bomb blind. I mean you could espionage, but it it's tough to ensure that you're ever hitting anything, let alone something relevant. So just kind of flip and pray. Um The deck as blue is fun. I don't think it's actually I don't know. It it there are games where it feels close and it's like, wow, I took no damage. I combined at like with Barely anything on me. Oh look, I have double energy on axes. Okay, I win. Or at times where you can enigma multiple times to draw into other things, and then go find an axe to play on your guy, and it feels great. It just there are plenty of games where it's just oh well, I'm doing zero damage and then I just die. Right. Because against orange things, I you could chip a couple a guy down maybe pre combined. So like say you're against bugs, you could through combination of weapon, energon axes, whatever, or, uh, excuse me, energon slingshots, whatever, chip one of the bugs down. And then maybe combine with enough health and then try and race. It's just usually you come out on the short end of that trade from what I've found. And it could be I'm attacking in the wrong order. It could be because, you know, it, it's still experimenting with a bunch of different things. It basically amounted to if they're able to Avoid having to sink two attacks into Headstrong, a.k.a. they have one-shell stand. You lose, is what it boils down to.
1: Yeah, I mean, they can have other... They, even the blue decks have other things now, like besides just one-shell stand. I mean, they, he won't get marksmanship, but he, he can still get some arm of a craft damage here or there. He can get pierced down. Like He doesn't seem very hard to deal with. He, might, he just seems like a much worse scrapnel against even blue decks.
0: Right. Yeah, most of my testing has been this into Bugs or this into Sentinels. And I'm not, I, I guess my game plan, because having not tested it all that extensively against Blue, was just going to do what I can and then hope that I can ride a 13 attack guy, assuming that everybody doesn't just die. Because the on the flip side, if say you're against three wide Optimus, none of your guys are dying, probably, until Optimus attacks. So you should mm-hmm. get to combine and you should combine with a reasonable health total. It's just a matter oh, yeah. of whether they hit enough, you know, either bigger. They are as post combine or energy on axis pre combine. Cause you know, you'll, you'll swing in with rampage do to damage. And then they slam energy on and You go, well, that was a mistake. Hmm. At least that's kind of what it amounts to, or at least how I've been mapping it out in my head. It's, if there was another solid blue weapon, maybe. So if there was a uh, Optimus Ion Blaster that Predaking could play, maybe something that like boosted his defense or you know some way made that happen, plus be worthwhile as an actual attack card, then maybe that or that would be. What was that?
1: Or if there was like a weapon that gave the steamroll ability. Or Steamroll wasn't blank and had absolutely no use before you were combined or was like
0: Yeah. There are a lot of if wishes were fishes scenarios for this deck, but it, it doesn't unfortunately we just don't have those cards, so I don't think anything from the Devastator Did set. What was that?
1: Did I lose you? I lost you there for a second.
0: Oh, all right. I was gonna say there there's not much from the Devastator set that I think is really gonna buoy that particular strategy. I mean, yeah, work overtime is nice, but if you're already leaning into weapons you were probably playing treasure hunt um i don't know it like i said it it boils down to it's fun but i don't think the blue version is going to work now the orange side however seems to have some decent potential since despite having two three attack you can still push out some decent things and razor claw lets you do some really mean things like i don't know i earlier today i was just running some test games and it's like oh well i'll just go kill your unflipped barrage because i can oh wow okay i mean i'm running so it was grenade launcher reckless charge puts it at 11 (laughs) and then it's just like okay get there (laughs) um now the issue i have with that and i was curious your thoughts on this so the way i'm anticipating say bugs would play into it is turn one flip kickback kill uh headstrong because otherwise it's not i don't think it's unreasonable that someone's just gonna flip razor claw as soon as you can play two cards play any two combat buffs and kill kickback i would agree there so as a result i'm assuming that you you need to get him with kickback early on plus he's the only one that on turn one has like a decent shot of one-shotting headstrong okay um from there i
1: is that, is that better than like again because you're melee you're not gonna have as many options to get around scrapnel. so like is it better for them just to if they're on the you don't them being on the play like should they just eat the multiple attacks like i don't know i don't know if you had were playing weight to, to damage not, him at all
0: i'm not sure whether it is or not so i am i uh, like i have different burn options like one shell stand going in and out because if you're playing orange these guys are dying in one shot to virtually everything
1: agreed it's just like the constructive conversations we've had in the
0: past exactly so at the end of the day it's who cares um and even right. so even if you one shall stand or reckless charge something like Razor Claw, they are still outside of opposing one shall stand range, which is important because then it's not just good.
1: And they're outside of blue random donk combiners killing them range too. So
0: exactly. So you're not just opening yourself up in those scenarios to go, well, I guess I just die now to nonsense. Uh, right. <laughs> but to your question, I don't know. On the bug side, should you just flip Scrapnel and get in? I mean, I like I, mean, I said, I'm running burn, so that changes the equation. But at the same time, I think the biggest issue for bugs in this scenario is that if you don't... Like, you have no way to interact with Razorclaw, so it's just a matter of do they have a way to get 8 damage? between combat. They will eventually. So it's just a matter of time before
1: kickback dies without any use. So I see what you're saying. you're gonna lose an attacker regardless.
0: So Right. But they they're much less likely to one shot even Chop Shop. So like if or I mean I guess they could turn around if they get in with kickback. You could load up razor claw and go punch their unflipped scrapnel instead. Because the the big thing is just and you said this when we talked about cards, you steal one of their attacks, and now suddenly you have more guys than they do. I mean, you can attack, like, you
1: a fully sorted up Raider Clash, you be able to kill anybody, right? I mean, like, you can kill no? you can kill Kickback, you can kill... You
0: can I mean, Shop Shop and Barrage, and obviously, are the, are the more challenging ones where you have to have very... You, like, you have to have Grenade Launcher Reckless Charge. To be able to get there. Yeah. I mean, bar, you um, know, obviously like it you know, if you supercharge your power punch, and it's like, oh well, I flip all the double pips. Okay, great. Yeah, you got there, but I don't <laughs> I'm not counting those hands. No, yeah, 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 sure. Um But I mean you can also mining pick
1: double oranges and things like that, that's gonna help you as well. That creates a it creates a grenade launcher. So you almost have you can almost say there's two grenade launchers, you're definitely gonna be playing treasure hunt as it is so i mean you can definitely make your own grenade launcher in multiple ways
0: oh absolutely
1: Um, and you can have a supercharged act like a reckless so you're getting redundancy in what you're doing
0: yeah and that's why i was i think and again not being the expert bug player is that it would be appropriate for kickback to get in because like it's either that or i'm getting no value and all of the other ones if they punch headstrong, are going to, re- and even potentially kickback, because we've all, everybody who's played Bugs has had that time where kickback did like four damage because it flipped every blank in the deck or something. Um, it, if you don't get in, he's going to eat either multiple attacks or an attack and cards that you'd rather use elsewhere. So I feel like that's correct, but I'm not sure. Hmm.
1: Do any of them attack better in. Uh, alt
0: mode? Any of the bugs the P- or any of the Predacons?
1: No, Predacon.
0: No, they're all basically two in. Um, well, Headstrong is one, but the rest are two in alt mode, and then three in bot mode.
1: I'm trying to think if there's any. There ever such flip Torax? Don't just immediately attack with them because you use the plan on somebody else, for example, mm-hmm. or like I wasn't sure if that situation ever comes up at
0: all. It had come up before where there are times that I went, oops, I really could have set up a better mining pick turn later. But the alternative, I guess, and depending on what you're playing against, is flip rampage, get in, because let's face it, the heal is never going to matter. He's the pierce one? Yeah. So the pierce could matter, depending on what you're playing against, but it's pierce two versus having three attack and if you're flipping two oranges, it's not you know, you may end up only doing two anyway. So it's six. Well, one if you're orange, would, if you're orange, I would assume
1: Pierce Two is not as good, but Right. Um I mean it would help if his, like the Scoundrels Blaster on something might help there against the blue deck, but yeah generally I'm talking turn one. So I'm just wondering if the Toraka play outside of like you wanna flip him for value, not not his own
0: value, like uh Somebody else's value, I guess you could say. I mean, most of my openings have been... Okay, they they punch headstrong, flip Torox, get in on whoever they sent in. Um, but I can definitely see what you're saying. I've been trying to experiment with some other openings, like swinging in with Dive Bomb first. Because no, that he, seems horrible. Well, the <laughs> the reason being is that he has... He's 7-2 in alt mode. Um, So, into, say... A flip scrapnel or something like that, and it part of it's me being influenced by the fact that I don't think I've ever hit a card off of his flip ever, like or I'm sure I have, but it feels like never.
2: Huh?
1: It's just I I, I mean, then you if that's your plan, you can't play field communicator.
0: Well, yes, it's just something that I've been (laughs) trying to. Like I said, the usual plan is flip Turox, get-in. It's just I've been trying to look at the other ones to see if there is exactly what you were saying. Do I want to save Turox for a mining pick turn kind of thing? Or is there some other better way to do this? Yeah, that's fair. Um, I haven't really found a better one because obviously you don't want to just randomly jam Razorclaw in there. Headstrong, unless he's flipped, is really unexciting to attack with. I mean, I guess into that unflipped scrapnel, there you go. Because he's gonna, you're probably gonna flip two oranges. You got your three damage. Who cares? You mean your flip scrapnel, or flip scrapnel rather? Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I don't know. It it still doesn't feel great because again, they since they had to punch him first. He's probably just gonna die, and if he dies without, um, actually soaking anything, aka they one shall stand him. Now, razor claws exposed and probably dead in one hit
1: well, I think if they if they attacked i mean they're if they will first and they attacked uh headstrong first, obviously, then I think you just wind up in the if it's bugs, I think you just swing right back into the scrapnel as it is, and you try to do three, and they did if you ate to attack and they just as many, I think you're even in that situation
0: well, it. So that's where the like I said, the one shall stand issue comes up. So if they So they they swing him with scrapnel, they put two effectively on Headstrong. You punch him back, you put three on there, they one shall stand it, they now they so
1: they're gonna put four, gonna put
0: four right? Oh god. <laughs> He's
1: just right next to me, that's all. Oh no
0: Yeah, I can barely hear you, that's why.
1: I mean they're gonna put four on them, that's the problem, because they're gonna attack for like seven, and you're only gonna spend
0: Right. So they have the point being is they have ways out of combat to eliminate him now. And if attack you attack with them right away. Back again. But if you do that, then they now have a clear path to the remainder of the team. So what and maybe this is not the right way to go about it, but the way I've been focused on it is you need razor claw in order to steal one of like kill one of their untapped guys. If you do that It's, you know, down, it's smooth sailing. Hypothetically, anyway.
1: So then you're in a situation where you think Kickback would be able to take out Razor call in one attack?
0: To do the nine? I think any, if they, any of them, well, maybe not any of them, Chop Shop wouldn't be able to. Um, But if they, because at that point, if they went first, now they're playing two cards. So they played a burn spell plus any weapon.
2: guess
1: i don't know they have to have a pretty good sort of maybe not i don't know
0: i mean i yeah they have to have certain things i just at this stage i don't know whether that's like i haven't sat down and lined everything up to say this scenario is more likely than this one so i'm going to go this line i think it's weird to put up a a different
1: sacrificial lamb than when they're eventually just going to have the burn anyway like it just, It's weird that you don't get any value out of Brave guy other than he basically
0: Well it, just a day. it's like I said it's going to depend on <laughs> whether it'll depend on whether it's more likely for them to be able to do that play of of zap slash one shell stand, clear out headstrong and then also play grenade launcher, mining pick whatever, I can't think of something else off the top of my head
1: I mean, I think it would only have to be one-shell stand. I think you had to play espionage as it is anyway, so you could get rid of an orange card, and if it's, yeah, honestly, if zap's the best one, you could just get rid of it in that situation. So I don't think it's that bad of a thing. Like, they would just, the only thing you'd be bad against would be one-shell stay.
0: Right. So, well, it, it's also, you only have, so this is, we're talking literally just turn one. Mm-hmm. So, it's also a how much redundancy can you get in trying to keep your guy alive versus their redundant effects of of out-of-combat removal. Yeah, my whole point is, like, the
1: matchups matchups against other aggressive decks would seem to come down to who has the worst turns out of the deal. And you can... You don't want to make you don't want to give them free access to all your guys. You have a guy that will have access to all their guys, and I think you, if if you keep that advantage, you're, you're ahead. So I would just play cards to make sure that you were able to get that. And to me, the easiest one to play is just, just to play espionage because that way you could mm-hmm. clear out unless they had a one shell stand, or at least make an educated decision about what the right play would be. Then
0: yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm I'm playing espionage also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There's to be honest, the list that I had put together initially is there's a lot of things that are on the sideline that I'd like to include. For example, this feels like it would be a very, very good swindled deck. Yeah. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, it, yes and no, because obviously it's an orange card. You want to get the extra weapons out. You're going to be an aggressive build. You can treasure hunt for a handful of stuff, then swindle the next turn to, to plop it all into play. Um it feels like it would be really good, especially leading into Predaking, but maybe it's not necessary. Um I also want to try and find room for uh static laser, just because it's another guaranteed three, but it's getting heavy isn't on... an, isn't a heavier. Ra-
1: isn't isn't erratic lightning just better?
0: Well, that too. That I right. I said those in the wrong order, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um erratic lightning is on, on my short list right now. Um, I'm playing yeah, around with a different they, options. How many
1: guys do they have? They have zero defense. They have Turoks and Bot Mode that has zero defense, probably in both modes. So I don't even know.
0: Uh, yes, and Dive Bomb has zero in Bot Mode. In the
1: so you so yeah,
0: I think erratic lightning is
1: better.
0: Right. Yeah, I I definitely agree with you. I said those in the wrong order, but yes, erratic lightning is on the the list as well. Um, I don't. The problem is that this stage trying to squeeze them in and I just need more games to determine, okay, is Field Communicator actually worth it or I don't care. It's, I think... It's worth it. it. What was that? <laughs> it's worth it. In this, I think it is because it's either, okay, play another weapon because that's the other thing is that, okay, I'll treasure hunt for four weapons. It's going to take me four turns to play them all. Right. So there's my swindled. Plus it's also in a slot that you know, I can get the other weapon. Um, bottom line is, there's it's, a bunch of other things I'm toying around with for it. But overall, I mean, like
1: I think it's a, I think it's a solid deck. I think it has advantages over other. Um, I guess you could say, like mid range. Well, I, I mean, so if your insecticons are your are your most aggressive deck, um, I think it has advantages over there because it has five characters and you can attack with one major character wherever you want. Um, It has a slight slight discard element and it has the ability to play specialists. I think all those factors are heavily in the Predacon's favor. Um, Just having more characters means you're just going to do more damage, even though their guys are singularly powerful. Also, you can just make Barrage irrelevant because you can just make sure you have no guys with damage on them or he overkills whoever he attacks
0: anyway. Right. Well, the that's one thing that has come up. That is so even barrage not active is threatening enough because seven damage is like he barely needs help to get there. Sort of thing. I, I mean, mean, if you if you ever send a damage guy out there, they're a hundred percent dead, obviously. But it's not out of the realm of possibility. Like we said, dive bomb has zero defense. He goes out there, he's just toast. Even a,
1: I mean, there's nothing you. There's nothing you can do against an orange deck that's going to be playing with... They're going to have, like, five
0: power guys. There's nothing you can do about that anyway. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm not disagreeing with you. It's just... I guess where I'm going with it is deactivating Barrage isn't as much of an advantage for this particular deck because, well, your guys are made of paper anyway.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, they're spending more stars to get, essentially, not much more attack than you're getting, is my And you have more guys, so it's yes. more to your advantage as it is. Right. Yeah. I would assume you're you're probably favored in a Sentinel matchup for exactly the same reason that Insecticons is favored in a Sentinel matchup. So I think you, you would lean heavier on the aggressive build there. Um, I just think you would probably be... I, I, I don't know how you would be... I mean, you would have the same problems that Insecticons has with heavy blue decks where you would be the underdog. But right. there may be ways to get around that because you get to become a giant massive massive guy because the blue Decks aren't actually able to get as much value out of you like i don't know how the aerial bot matchup would play out but it, it would seem to be closer than the bug matchup was with aerial bots for example
0: i would think um, and that's something that i mean we'll have to test and see but it's yes you do have an out because eventually you can just go well i'm going to combine and try and smash
2: <laughs>
0: the problem is is the
2: I don't know if you're
0: going to do any damage pre-combination. I mean, obviously, you know, you throw a random grenade launcher out there or something, but
2: Well, you you have,
0: if it's a, I mean,
1: if it's, if it's, you can still play Scoundrel if you want it.
0: Yeah, that's also on my list. I, I didn't mention that earlier. It's not currently in the deck, but it's something I'm trying to find room for. It's just I mean, I have a lot of things that are white pips right now, and that's a problem because now we're diluting, as we said earlier, the, having combat pips that are not the primary focus of the deck. I mean,
1: I think you can make singularly
0: powerful like attacks that would actually get damage on them, and I,
2: think,
1: um, it would be a true race of one combiner versus another, and that now for the other blue-based decks. I don't know how they would play out, um, but it would seem to be like like your typical optimist or your typical nemesis type decks where you they have a singular big attacker flanked by other guys. It's probably a little bit worse than it would be like against an aerial bot type list, um, but I don't think it's. I think they're still going to be an overkill type situation, so I don't think it's that bad.
0: Well, they they are, but that only matters if you're getting stuff in return. So. It, I mean, not that Optimus Nemesis is a thing right this second, but...
1: I just mean, that I don't mean those two characters together, I just mean... Oh, yeah, one One or the
0: other. Right. right, but what I'm saying is, so even three wide Optimus, I don't know if you're actually doing any damage. Like, at a, okay, you'll get your one, out of the whole turn cycle, you'll get one guy that gets through for, like, three or four damage and then your Pierce guy. I think you'll do... I think you'll do... I mean, it's possible. It just... It can feel really oppressive on the other side, I think. (laughs) Not having played it wave two, but from wave one, that it's just... Sometimes you just never do anything of value, and they're just brutalizing one character a turn, methodically.
2: Not a turn. A a
1: cycle. A cycle, yes. That's the point. The other two... The other guys aren't going to do... So, like... You know, and and you're... Uh, bigger they are. So I don't know. I, I think it has more play.
0: Well yeah, I'm not a... I'm not writing it off entirely. I don't mean to sound like it's completely unwinnable. Um I'm just not super optimistic going into it because I don't have that so like I said against bugs or other aggressive stuff, it's okay, set up razor claw off prowl slash kickback slash whoever's available, steal an attack. Now I'm way up on characters Either I'll just lean on you with the aggression, or I'll combine eventually and, and get there. Against the blue decks, it feels like just poke them where you can and eventually combine and hope that's enough. Um, which doesn't sound as impressive.
1: I, I mean, I don't know. I think you're certainly favored in the, the three-character aggressive decks like Dinobots and Sentinels. I think you can play your way through the bug matchup and I just don't know how the blue ones would go. So I, I think it's a good deck personally like to try out.
0: Yeah, it's something, something we haven't I haven't tried yet. Yeah, I'm looking forward to testing it out further because I as I said with the I started out with the blue version because it was just fun. Um it was really cool to combine and then, oh I play another Enigma. Oh look, I drew an Energon axe, slam it down. Um you may not have Energon axes in the orange version, but grenade launchers are pretty fun too.
1: I think I I, I, again like I just look at the characters and I think some of their full abilities just aren't very interesting, and I think that's probably what led me against them. Like I feel like headstrong and the uh, the Pierce one just aren't very interesting. I think Mm Torox's ability is fine. Uh, I think um, Razor Claw's ability is excellent, and I think Dive Bomb's ability is excellent. Um, but the other two are just like very underwhelming. So that's the thing of what took me away from them, but it's just something I haven't tried
2: yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can definitely, I mean, headstrong is literally blank on, on the bot side, so I can understand why that's <laughs> not too exciting. Um, unless somebody really likes vanilla ice cream. Um, yeah. th- th- that's, I mean, the, uh, like, like I said, you said I, his oh health
1: God. is just not, his health is just not good enough to even be relevant on if the, he, on the both sides, so.
0: Yeah, if he had one more health, I'd, I'd feel a lot better about him, um, but it is what it is. The other ones, I do, I get, I've get. begun to appreciate the Rampage ability, but that's really only, again, in the blue version where they would survive to have damage on them and maybe it would matter, because again, it's dodging direct damage. In the orange version, you you just have to operate under the assumption everyone's dying in one hit and that's full stop
1: it heals your whole team or just one guy
0: heals your whole team but okay it only you know obviously again they're just probably going to die or it'll be one guy and everyone else is dead sort of thing most of the time yeah, still yeah
1: that's uh fair. I mean, and like we said he's not going to want to attack on that anyway. So, right
0: we did have some uh stuff i think that's stefan in the chat Estatokuma. I'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and assume that's him. Um he said he's he thinks Sentinels against Predaking and bugs are fine, just had to add direct damage. Oh, it is definitely Stefan, okay. Uh so he's controlling their hand with mirage and espionage. Um Predaking he thinks will pretty much never combine, which may be true. I actually went up to three Enigmas just to try it out, because if you're running two, yes, it, it the espionages, the mirages, the the whatevers really do strip them constantly. With a third one, it's okay, you actually have a chance of hitting it on the last defense or just hitting multiples so that you can have some redundancy.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. Oh god. Any wide orange deck is gonna have an advantage a smaller so smaller orange deck in my opinion. Just esoterically, but I, I have to see it play out to tell.
0: But. Well, that's the. I'm curious to see. So, for example, double Grimlock against this. Is Grimlock and Steamroll enough because you're clearly one-shotting one guy? Can you get there with enough damage to one-shot two guys and then do it again? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it, well, that that was more of a rhetorical because I. We have no idea. I didn't expect you to. Oh yeah, I know the numbers, and here it is. But you are the numbers guy. Why don't you know this? You got to know all the numbers at all times, Scott.
1: I, I just think the I just think the meat decks cause themselves to be in these overkill situations more often than they are um, the the efficient attack situations. I guess you could say.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's not just simply a control beats aggro. Uh, aggro control beats. Control type situation, like it's it, it's it's the way that this specifically, in my mind, just plays out. Ideally, obviously, bad hands uh, coming into play. It just seems oh, to be okay. in the favor of the of these decks, and and, and all decks to me are always going to be shades of some version of that. Outside of like combo decks, like Starscream of course, um, which don't really operate outside of that. So like they're just different shades of of wherever that is, and I feel like. I feel like all character teams that you build should, you know, be their best selves, uh, one way or the other. And I feel like this deck just its best self is being orange and being heavily that I, I, I don't agree. with The versions that are playing like Scrounge and like No that, and Claw and then bad cards. Like,
0: no, I mean, that's uh, leaning a little too much into the combiner. I, I really think in general for the combiners. It, and obviously, it's not true in all cases, but it really feels like that emergency lever for them. Like it, it's your if you if it was the cartoon, it's the one finishing move at the end of the show kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. Where it, like when we talked about Sentinels last week, it's maybe they only run one Enigma and it's just there for that one time they need it. Or this deck, it I'm running extra Enigmas because I think it may be necessary against certain things. And you need to make sure you see it then, but maybe you just ignore them otherwise. And you're playing, okay? I have five guys, and they're they all hit pretty decently. Try and stop me.
1: I mean, what I like about it is it it, it changes one of the rules, which is kind of like weapons are only useful on the turn that you actually play them, and then because the guy's not going to survive anyway. I think like in this situation, you can get double use out of a weapon, which is obviously rare. Same thing hypothetically it could happen with Dreadwing as well. Yeah. Um where you're getting double use out of a weapon the right. round that you play it. Um so I like that aspect of it as well. Um I, I just don't think you need an extra, extra heavy weapon slot there's, version. I just think
0: there is you know. something there is a <laughs> a common say there's such a thing as too much of a good thing. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that may be where a lot of of builds are leaning. Um I definitely think there's something here, uh, and it, it definitely took me by surprise, I'll admit that, because I really went in expecting King to be like the meme combiner. It's like, oh yeah, the, there'll be somebody who manages to get all five weapons, and it, they're going to get in for a million, and then probably lose because their opponent has a thousand attacks instead, um, but it actually seems to be have some legs under it. Yeah, I,
1: I really think, you know, when we were reviewing all the set it before it came out, I, I just really feel like the two concepts we were wrong about were um, how prevalent overkill damage really is um, in certain situations, and then also just how how much play you get out of having five characters. Um, mm. uh, we, and we can talk about it next week as it sets out, but I mean, you know, how having six characters affects that at all, but, you know, we can go from there.
0: Right. Yeah, I mean, like I said at the top, I um, we're pretty close to the top. This, in one way, shape, or form, is definitely on my short list to play this weekend, but Constructicons, I mean, I don't have any real personal connection to Predaking. I do own a G1 Tantrum, uh, and you can see him down in the, on the, the scrolling feed, but um, Devastator I have much more personal connection with, I guess. So I, I really want to play it. I just haven't figured out how to get it to happen yet.
1: He was the one, the Decepticon Combiner. I did own, I think. Or did I, no, I didn't have the Combaticons, so I, I did have. I did have Predaking, and I put them together. It, I remember I got, it must have been like all, over the holidays, I got all five of them, put them huh. together. And the plastic they used on the Predacons was so heavy that for two years, I could not uncombine him. <laughs> as hard as i tried to pull him apart without try without breaking, that sounds like I, an,
0: yeah uh, that sounds like an 80s toy
1: <laughs> i could not uncombine him like so that was it everyone just fought against predaking so.
0: <laughs> well for a while that that kind of was the thing it's he's yeah. one of the big bad so it makes sense yeah the uh there've been some other i mean we obviously got the recent predaking we'll call it true predaking reissue uh, with the toys. They had tried for a while in Prime to make him a singular entity instead of a combiner. It was a cool concept, I but I kind of wish they used a different name. It was fitting in the context of the show, but it is what it is. Um, he was really good in Power of the Prime. Did he actually do anything? Like He, wasn't, uh, he didn't pull a Metasaur? No, he didn't pull a Metasaur. <laughs> <laughs> he, he fought Volcanicus, and then he... Uh...
1: He shows up to quote, I saved the day at one point, like dis- distract, uh, I think he distracted, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, the, the, the big bad, the fallen, whatever it is really oh, yeah. Megatron- megatronus, megatronus yeah, and, yeah. and then got destroyed, but at least he did something. Yes. <laughs> you know,
0: he has his claim to fame. He has 15 minutes of fame. So,
1: and he was always combined. I don't think they ever were in, uh. Predacon mode at all I think he was always Predacon the entire time
0: yeah that's interesting I mean I do like the uh like the whole concept and there have been some interesting both fan theories and within some of the media as to what exactly happens when they're in combined modes and you know how it affects them psychologically and that sort of thing but um anyway I could I could ask my wife I could go for a very long time (laughs) <laughs> digressing about the philosophy of transformers and uh what happens for a lot of these things but uh any other thoughts on predacons orange blue or otherwise before we uh we kind of wrap up for tonight
1: no i mean it, like i said it, this is one of the decks that i have not tried haven't hadn't really considered until having longer conversations which we pretty much just had but like you know just really diving into this is just an example of a deck that I think I kind of wrote off in the beginning without really understanding what the effect of um, things you could have done in the past poorly like have five teams and things like that and just really understanding what the the effect of them are and and because I typically slant my decks towards a blue focus um I hadn't thought about it from the aspect of uh you know having that many attackers who are always doing medium amounts of damage and, and what that means. So right. uh, that's why we decided to talk about it because it's one of the teams that we, um, we were having an event coming up this weekend that we hadn't played yet. So it was
0: an option to uh, try that out. Absolutely. Yeah. The, uh, not to drag it out any longer, but the, uh, something you had just said, the medium amounts of like frequent amounts of medium damage is part of why I'm concerned about the blue matchups. Cause I, I distinctly recall that being a problem for early iterations of cars into early iterations of uh, prime builds.
1: Where it was yeah, but just... that's because that's because there was armor. You you don't have armor anymore, so
0: right. But it still is. It, it's still falling in the same trap of okay. Am I am I going to be pushing enough damage? You should be, but again, we'll have to see how it shapes up.
1: The difference is, and this is that I noticed mm. when playing. At the <sighs> playing a combiner is being a combiner matters
0: being combiner what
1: matters in that situation where it didn't matter when you had the same three cars attacking for the same amount of damage every single turn. now you suddenly get to a state where you're attacking for a lot more damage
0: oh yeah absolutely like i said there's there's that point where okay you turn the corner now that you hit the enigma and if they don't espionage it or whatever they might be in a world of hurt, or maybe it won't matter. I don't know. We'll have to, we got to actually play it out and see how it goes. Yep. So uh, I guess that kind of does it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we didn't mention it at the beginning, but as always, if you have any questions, whether you, well, there are lots of questions from our four-legged co-host, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they're asking you yeah they, your guess is probably better than mine but um yeah probably for something to eat i know that's always what my dog is looking for it doesn't matter yeah, they're, just, they're just yelling at somebody yeah. walking. okay uh but if you have any questions definitely hit us up either on there's a lot of contacts on VectorSigma.info itself hit us up in the comments on twitter on facebook you can find us on all the various social media pages you'll see all the contact information in the show notes so we do definitely want to do a mailbag section So hit us up with any questions, whether it's about stuff we talked about or things you want to hear us talk about, uh, or if you just want to ask general questions, let us know. We'll, we'll take what we can get. Yep. So, uh, like I said, I guess that'll do it for this. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching and tune in next time for more random thoughts.